Thank you so much. So I want to welcome, first start by welcoming everyone to the call, and especially my two co-hosts, Megan and Monk Mary Kay. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm glad we started. <laughs> I'm glad we got here. And um, yeah. it's been beautiful out. It's it's a blessing to be with everyone. Great. We're blessed to have you, MK. Megan, and you want to say hello? Yeah, there you are. Sure, sure. I'm also feeling blessed to be part of the call tonight, blessed to have been asked. And exactly where God wants me to be right now. Mm-hmm in the midst of a, a lot of what feels like a lot of chaos in my life, this is this is the focus. This is the focus that God has turned me toward and, and I'm grateful for it. So thank you. Thank you. And we're just grateful that you said yes and that you're here tonight. Oh. So let me just follow and build on Juliet's wonderful prayers by welcoming the Holy Spirit into our midst Infinite, loving, omnipotent Father, Mother, God, you created each one of us to live spiritually free. We thank you for this life you've given us, and we thank you for the priceless learning tool of free will and everything that comes with it. Opportunities to learn, to grow, to make mistakes, the need for continual practicing of forgiveness for ourselves and others, the need to be forgiven and to allow ourselves mercy as the learners that we are. So tonight, Lord, we express our gratitude for the opportunity of this human life. Holy Spirit and Holy Spirits, we invoke your presence here with us tonight. Fill our hearts, fill our thoughts, Fill our homes and workplaces. Be with our families and our communities. Bless all the people we love. And Lord, bless those we sometimes have a little trouble loving, even when that person is ourselves. We ask you tonight to show us the freedom with which we, as your children, are meant to live. Help us release whatever holds us back from knowing our true nature as Christed beings. Right now, in this present moment, we allow all our seeming barriers to spiritual freedom to come before us. We may be consciously aware of some of them, some maybe not, but we know, Lord, that you see them, you see us, and you see all of our limitations and barriers, and you are willing to help us release them all. We hold them now in our hands and raise them up as an offering to you, to our Creator. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for so gently and lovingly taking these erroneous limitations off our hands. Thank you for giving us room to live more freely. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. That was a beautiful prayer. Thank you. Thank you, MK. Yeah. So I'm I'm delighted to be here to discuss and explore the topic of freedom. The Holy Spirit chose this topic. I just when I 
I received the invitation to be here, and Meredith said, choose your topic. I heard freedom. (laughs) And then Meredith said, well, you can choose your co-presenters. And I very clearly, Megan, MK. So we're we're the chosen tonight. Um, And and really, it's it's, it's so appreciative of, of being here with everyone who's on the call. And as we kind of go into the exploration of freedom, a couple of observations or things that we've discovered as, as we've been discussing this among ourselves, that there's, there's freedom on the outer realm, which is looked at as just the ability to act without constraints, to move, to change physically. On the inner realm, the world of spiritual freedom, which is what we're interested in, There we're looking at the ability to choose where we give attention, what we experience on the inner plane. I don't believe there's a person who doesn't value freedom. As far as I can tell, it is one thing that pretty much all human beings have in common. So tonight we want to look at some of the ways that we have as individuals of holding freedom. Now, how we relate to it, what it means to us, And we'll consider some of the ways we limit our freedom and ways we can expand ourselves as free beings. So let's jump in. Mary Kay, I'm going to start by asking you, what does freedom mean to you? Oh, how did I know you were going to do that? (laughs) Well, it's uh, the first when I when I got this invitation, I started delving into it. I had this image that I'm going to share with you, which actually has much more to do with outward freedom, but my dear daughter, who when she was a toddler and barely could get the words out, and I would try and help her get dressed or help her up the stairs or help her do some tech, she would say to me, I do it, I do myself, I do myself with clinging arms. <laughs> and I used to think to myself, oh, what an independent customer little kid is, you know. <laughs> but it, that was the image that came to me, and then I realized how much she's me. <laughs> And how much that has ruled my life. And then unconsciously, not in a conscious way, as much as it is now. And I started delving into it and just, and of course, talking with Bobby about it and and another, Barbara Rose. I really started seeing, and Bobby said, this is such a great topic for you because you're an Aquarius. And Aquarians come into their own self, their real self, after the age of 60. So he goes, this is just perfect for you to be exploring this. And I said, oh, good, because I tend to make myself wrong and judge if I'm not doing it right and don't have the freedom to do it right. So all of those things really helped me a lot in looking at this. And I think for me, it's really the freedom to be, to truly Mm. just be myself and authentically myself. And that's a big charge. I mean, it's a really big expectation, I think, for any of us. Because when you stop to think about it, if you're really going to be authentically yourself, when the irritation comes up, when the anger comes up, when you're scared, you feel vulnerable. I mean, when I feel vulnerable and scared, I just want to go and hide. I don't want anybody to see it. So I've been really watching and really being aware of what is going on in my life. I I am awakened. I went to India twice. I've been part of oneness since 2005. And one of the biggest things is just be aware. How can you be aware of what's going on with you inside? 
and it's a real practice for me. I'm not proficient, you know, as proficient as I'd like to be. It's getting better. But I can tell when I'm in freedom, I'm in neutrality. I have a neutrality mm-hmm. inside of me. And I have lots of joy bubbling when I'm in, in that space. Now, am I in that space a lot? I'm not going to judge it right now. <laughs> I'd like to be in it more. How let's say it that way. But I do see the point where I start getting into that scared space. I get tight in the chest. I have feelings of tightness. I have feelings of anxiety. I did something wrong here. I'm not sure of the territory that I'm in. I don't want people to know that necessarily. And then it can move into anger or frustration or you know, the fat area quickly if I don't take a pause. And I don't say, well, what's going on here? What is it that you need to do to get back to neutrality? So that's, those are the things that I've been really exploring and, you know, really feel like, you know, freedom, freedom is this gift from God for us to really know that we're children blessed by God and loved by God. And in that space of peace and space of openness, you can almost see this white light come through our heart and go into the core of our essence where God is waiting for us and holding us in the palm of his or her hand and welcoming us and making sure that we know that we are loved. And that's, that's what I think freedom is. is and I really cherish that, those moments when I can get to that spot where I can say, oh, I'm okay here. I'm fine with all my foibles and all my goodness and all my questioning. It's okay. You're a work in progress. I'll be a work in progress until I take my last breath, I'm sure. Well, I think we all, I think we all, we all are, if we're honest. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and, and I, I'm sitting here as if we were like on a Zoom and we could see each other because I keep nodding with everything you're saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Thank I'm you. Really I think, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just was going to say I really thought about this and I really wanted to be as honest as I could be on, on this call and just been a really yeah. great time and an opportunity to just really open that up. And I've had a lot of challenges this last week with crises in my family and stuff and, and it's been a joy to really practice it and see that it really works. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you. Yeah, the, the neutrality and the, the authenticity, I think especially, that you spoke about, mm-hmm. you can't be authentic without the freedom, the permission to exactly. be yourself. So you, you're really describing the fruits of that state of spiritual freedom. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think we'll come back to a number of the of the points that you made. I want to just take a minute too to hear from Megan. Kind of the same question to you, Megan. How do you relate to freedom? Why why is, what does it mean to you? So I would say the freedom for me is a trust. It's a trust that I am supported by the divine at all times. Trust that e- even when I can't feel it, even when I can't see it or I doubt it, that there's there's still a trust that that support is there always. It's also a deep knowing, a deep sense that I am held by a loving God who is for me. And that's something that I am still very much learning. But when when I think about freedom and when I think about times when I have experienced that, that true freedom, that is what it is. There is a deep knowing there that I am held 
by a loving God who is for me and that there is nothing to fear. Freedom is, seems to me, at least in, in recent months in my life, much of what I've been up against in my own journey, it, it, it seems that freedom is, is the opposite of fear. And then I thought I might just share, I was baptized last month at the uh, West of Heaven, and I, I had taken a, a baptismal vow that was adapted from Thomas Merton's Dancing in the Water of Life. And I just was so struck when I read this passage by him that I adapted it for my own. And I'll just, it's short, but I'll just share that it goes, my very existence as true, authentic Megan depends on this, that by my freedom, I reach for God's light, thus enabling God to reveal himself in me. I am God's mission to myself, through myself, to everyone else. And that, that there's a little bit more, but that's really the, the crux of the freedom piece, because we all have freedom of choice, right? Which is a different thing. We have We have lots of choices that we can make choice points all through our lives. But with that freedom, I'm finding that it's my responsibility or my commitment rather to use that freedom to reach for God. And that does not come naturally to me. That That is something that is going to take a lifetime of practice. But boy, that's that freedom of choice then is what leads to, I think, the ultimate spiritual freedom because then we allow the Holy Spirit to reveal what is true. And and that, to me, is spacious and expansive. It's like being in the gentle flow of a, ri- of a river and not trying to swim upstream or, or struggle. or It just is like you know it when you feel it. Yeah, well, you said you said the word early on when you were talking. You said the word trust, and it, it sounds like that's really what you're describing when you know flowing, kind of flowing with things. That there's a sense of trust. That's that's part of freedom for you. You're trusting that you're cared for. You're trusting that God loves you. I heard someone recently describe that surrendering really surrendering to the knowing of God's love and trust is like swimming in the ocean, that we can have our fears that cause us to struggle in the water. But when we let go and surrender, that that ocean water, that salt is going to hold us up. And we we almost can't bog ourselves down. We are taken care of, and it's that's the picture I'm getting as you describe this flow of being in a in a state of free trusting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you share? You kind of mentioned. Actually, let me go back. Can I challenge one thing that you said? Sure. Okay. And I don't know if challenges are. I think I might just disagree a little bit. You said being in that trusting state, knowing that you're taken care of by God, if it doesn't come naturally to you, and I I understand because we all have been trained and taught and indoctrinated by fears, but I think it does, at the very small level, I think it comes perfectly naturally to you and to all of us. I think that the, the distinction I'd make is that like 
all of us, you had a lot of life experiences that kind of took you off that path of knowing your freedom. Mm-hmm. But uh, does that does that ring true for you? Yes, yes, it yeah. does. Absolutely, but, I think I think that freedom is our natural state that we're born into. Um, yeah, and then we proceed to be programmed out of it <laughs> and taken in a different direction until we until we commit to a spiritual journey of of returning to that place. Yeah. And I yeah. I think that that's and thank and thank God that we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you and I will say it takes it takes it takes it takes vigilance. I mean the vigilance is the word that keeps coming for me that uh-huh. it's uh-huh. it's a practice that it's well, it, it's it's not my not yet my default setting. I have many other default settings, mm-hmm. so it takes vigilance to return to that place of commitment. I think Can I that's a really really good point. Yes, um, I just was thinking. For me, it's it's also I, I appreciate you bringing this framing it this way, Megan. Is that we are programmed? I think we are programmed or kind of cloaked with different ways of experiencing the world, and that as we choose the spiritual path that we're taking off the cloak, we're, we're peeling mm-hmm. away that conditioning or peeling away the program so that we can get, keep getting down to the essence of who we are. That's kind of what I was, the image I was having when you were talking about that. I like that image. Okay. Thanks. Can we, can we take a look at that cloak that you, you talked about that kind of, mm-hmm. we have to take, take off. Like what, what are some of those things that occur? What happens that takes us off of our own, you know, our spiritual freedom, our spiritual autonomy, our connection? What happens for you in in life? Well, I can say for myself, I developed very early in my life a very strong sense of self-reliance, self-sufficiency. I was, I was taught that. I, it was modeled by my parents and it was it was valued to be self-reliant, independent, to not need help from anyone. And what I've realized more and more recently is that that old way of operating for me, sometimes it, it's, I have pushed it to the point where it seems as though I'm trying to prove I don't need God's love. I don't need, not only do I not need human support, but that I don't need or shouldn't somehow have to rely on spiritual support or intercession. And that's been a painful realization for me recently, and I'm working on surrendering that. I've seen up close and personal in the last year with some real challenges to my health that self-reliance doesn't doesn't serve me on this path, and that being in a position where I've had to ask for help, friends and family and um, co co students and teachers and spiritual mentors and doctors and just lots of had had to call in lots and lots of help in a way that is so different for me and was very uncomfortable at first. But I will tell you that sense of self reliance is really a barrier to freedom. And what I've found is that in in being able to learn a new way, be, really being forced to learn a new way, brought so much humility. And humility 
in that humility has come a new kind of freedom that I'm still I'm still understanding and not sure I can articulate real well tonight. But oh, I have this old <laughs> I have this old image that for years and years I've had this image of myself come in when I know that I'm in that kind of self will self reliance state of mind where I'm driving this big bus. It's like a big tour bus. And I'm up there in the driver's seat and I've got this huge steering wheel and I can hardly see over the dashboard, but I'm driving the bus. And I've just learned it doesn't go real well when I'm in that driver's seat. And so I've had to ask God to take over. Like, I please put me way in the back of the bus. I don't even need to be in the passenger seat. And I call in for help and say, you know, I'm handing the steering wheel over to you. And I take it back. I certainly take it back. And it's almost like a thanks thanks for pinch hitting while I was (laughs) back there busy doing something else. But I got it now. I you know, (laughs) good. I'll I'll take over again. And I I do it and I do it. And but it's a helpful image for me because it's almost cartoonish. And it's like, oh, there I am again, trying to get behind the wheel of that big bus. And I have no business driving that big bus. It just is better when I've got God in the driver's seat and I've got Jesus and Raphael and my guides and the saints and angels and all the intercessors who are there to support me. They're they're all in the bus and I don't have to do it alone. Along with that's all my that's archangels. A great image. There are too Maybe too many to name. Yeah, that that's a wonderful image. Because one thing I like, I mean, I like it on a lot of levels, but also it's, as you said, it's a little cartoonish. You can just just pull it up like any time. Oh, there it is again. You know, you you don't have to have like lots of time to be in silent meditation or go deep to remind yourself that that's what you're doing. I think we all need some of those tools that we can grab onto sometimes. That's, that's, it also that's helps me to helps me to lighten a little bit because I'm also very good at self judgment and and so it it helps me to just have that kind of cartoonish image where I can lighten around it and not take myself so seriously right and not not go to condemning myself for it. it's like oh there it is again I took the steering wheel and oh time to turn it back over that that's huge that's really huge. I mean, I, I know you like to do things really, really well, like most of us. So you are noticing a lot of when you when you are grabbing the steering wheel. But to even have that awareness and to have created that image for yourself as a shorthand, a shortcut, that that's huge. Do you know, and to know the difference. And I, I think that's one of the things that's important, too. Maybe we can look at that. Like, what what are the cues? What are some signposts? that say, mm, yeah, I'm trying to be in control here again. I'm not trusting God. I'm not going with that free flow. Are there physical sensations? Are there thought patterns? Are there, how, do you, how do we tune, because, you know, what, what tunes us into that we're off, off that path of real freedom of trust in God? Well, for me, and then Mary Kay, be curious to know what yours are. I can say for me, a big one is efforting when I am um, just trying too hard or, you know, really working something and all the different angles to force force an outcome. The efforting is a big flag for me. Fear and anxiety, absolutely, because that's when I fall out of trust. And kind of mental clutter, mental confusion, racing thoughts or unkind thoughts. 
when I'm really being hard on myself or self-critical, those are all flags for me that I'm moving in the opposite direction of freedom. Yeah, great, great flags, very clear. Thank you. And you thanks. want me to share? Yeah, I can yeah, share. Please. Um, thanks, Megan. I really liked your bus analogy, too. Uh, I have driven a big bus, and I do understand exactly what you're saying. I think, for me, it really, I start, well, a lot of it has come up to physical issues, and uh, the last three years have been a real challenge for me. I had to cope a really serious negative reaction to the COVID vaccine and we spent a year detoxing from it and just kept wondering, what did I do wrong? What, why, why is this happening? It's right after I retired and had big plans about having freedom in my life from work. And I was really thrown into this inner freedom looking at what is going on here. And so I had to have a lot of fear. I had a lot of anxiety. I was angry because I had plans that I could not do because of the physicalness and limitations. And then I had to surrender. I really had to look at, how do I surrender this? There is a God. I do believe in God. I do believe in this. I've had so much support through a lot of different events in my life that have been hard, but I wasn't looking at that. I was just looking at the limitations that were happening around me and on me and in me. So I think that inner anxiety and also the other thing that I really saw was, and it's kind of the same thing that you were talking about, Megan, but I call it doing. Can I do, what can I do? What can I do to change this? You know, what can, and I'm always in the doing mode instead of being. And that's something I'm really learning now, you know, is how can I be with this? How can I be with Jesus and Mary, the Blessed Mother, and helping me get through this? I mean, it's been literally three years. I, after I finished with the COVID stuff, I had to, told me had to be done on my right knee. It was back to the same thing. I had to have people at the house helping me. You know, and I've been very self-reliant, very much as you're talking, Megan, I do myself. <laughs> I didn't really feel like, as a young child, well, I'm the middle kid in the family, and I was not planned. I was loved, but I was certainly not planned, and I kind of felt that from the time I was born and probably conceived, and it wasn't a good time for me to come into this world in this family, but I chose it, so obviously there was a reason, but I, in in grade school, I was very anxious kiddo, and you know, not really fun to be around because I was serious, and I was made fun of, and a lot of shame happened around me, about me which made me not want to reach out, you know, and kept, what's wrong with kind of thing? I had a sister that was a year older than me, and it didn't look that way over there on her. <laughs> Look like she was having a great time in life. And so it, it took me a while to figure out, and then my, my, parent, my mother was in and out of the hospital most of my life, and my dad worked really hard to keep our family together and well and nourished and all that. And so I figured really young I can remember very early on listening to a conversation he was having with a friend. And I chose, I go, well, if my parents really are focused on their plight in life, I need to figure out how to take care of myself. So I became very self-reliant, very young. And, and I did a good job. You know, I knew how to do that. So this last few years have really been the undoing of that and learning how to surrender and give it to God and to my guide and, and to listen as to what the next step is for me. I just had about about three years ago, 
I had my first bout of atrophib, which runs in our family. And then it's, I've been free of it until like two months ago. And I just was like, what in the world is going on? And again, I had to regroup. I had to look at, not judge myself and learn a different way. I'm learning a different way to handle issues in my life than through my heart. And it's hard. I mean, it's not an easy task, but it's one that is necessary for my well-being as well as for my connection to divine. And to know yes, that I am... Sounds like, and, it sounds like spiritual maturation, MK. Yes. That's really what we're, I think what we're all describing is, yeah. is yeah. you know, we know what those stages of development as little kids are. And this yes. is really the... Our stage now is maturing spiritually, yeah. which is you know, one really big surrender. Yeah. Big, and then, you know, in each, each time, I think we learn another piece to help us through. I mean, another tool, another, maybe a meditation, maybe my oneness practices have been really helpful in this whole, in this last piece. But I think that's the other thing is that God always gives us the tools if we're able to hear it and see it and experience it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, I'm sort of sitting here and feeling what you're saying of, of, yes, God's got all that we need, all of the tools, all of the help, and, and our willingness to, to feel that, to know it, to be mm-hmm. open to it. Beautiful. Yeah, really. It's great. And it comes in different ways. It comes, it comes yeah. like for me, the oneness and the practices of oneness and the, the different courses they have really, and also I'm part of FSD, and so the two of them really work well for me. And, and of course, CLM, the healing, the, the Zooms and the retreats and everything. So it all kind of meshes well for me. For other people, it's going to be different. They'll find their, they may find it in books, they may find it in reading, tapes, but... This has been a really helpful tool for me. Great. Was there something, and I think you mentioned something in particular about a teaching from Sri Bhagavan, since you mentioned oh, one that would help yeah. to you. Yeah, there's, he, he does this whole, it's very, it's simple, but it's very, it was helpful to me because he talks about freedom as, as a process and looking at it from the whole, from all of the universe, the world, and humans, and that freedom is a process from going from order to freedom and then order to freedom, and that the the universe is a process, that the galaxy is a process, that Mother Earth is in a process, that we as humans, we're all in a process. Our health is a process. You know, our thoughts and our feelings and emotions are a process, and our mind and how we think is a process, so that in this freedom, there's always challenges that are thrown up or we, we head on into. And can we meet those challenges and dissolve them or figure them out? And as we do that, we then expand into freedom, more freedom. And then we go back to the process of like order and then freedom and then another challenge. And how do we meet that? And if we can't meet it, if something is just feels overwhelming or whatever, then we get up and we don't have the freedom that we want we get stuck and then have to figure out do i want to get unstuck <laughs> or do i well want that's to... important though because we all get stuck yep. sometimes exactly 
So let's you know what are the what are the practices, the tools, the activities. What what do we do when we're stuck? Well, the biggest thing is to be aware of it, to really be aware of it. And then the next thing is, are you willing to surrender it? Are you willing to ask for help from the spirit, spiritually? Ask for help from our divine. Ask help from God. Ask from our saints or guides that follow us or that are important to us. Because it's in that connection, in our connection with the divine, in our connection with our spirit guides. For me, it's the Blessed Mother and, and my guides. That's when... And being with it, just being with it, that then inspiration comes and the solution or it melts away, the program may melt away. Uh, One of the things that I like about oneness is that they have different programs that really help us and they do spiritual, I want to call it, like energetic healings on us, like like when we're at CLM and the Zooms or for the retreats in person and on Zoom, how we get healings. And things start melting away. Things, the charges are not as strong as they used to be. Yeah. But it's that continual practice of our meditations, our continual practice of asking for help. And also being aware. I mean, that awareness to me has been so valuable. If I don't sit and I don't, what, what just happened? Like, what? What was going on with me? I did not respond that way. And I'm then, glad you yeah, mentioned I, the Blessed Mother, though, too. Yeah. Because she, I, I, I was praying today I was praying the rosary and it's Monday so we prayed the joyful mysteries and mm-hmm. you know the first one the annunciation yeah. and I was thinking of it from all different perspectives here is this young girl and she oh the angel comes and says oh you've been chosen you're going to give birth so it's a virgin birth and and personally I probably would have said well, maybe, but you got to handle this with Joseph and my parents because I don't know what to say to them. Exactly. I can, yeah. I can see myself immediately start to want to bargain. And she says, yeah. you've done unto me according to your word. Just just sur- sur- that perfect surrender and serenity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think she's the perfect one to help us with the challenges and the things that seem insurmountable to just accept. And, and, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're you're fine. Oh, it's interesting that you say that because I probably say the rosary every day. I wake up in the middle of the night and I wake up sometimes into anxiety. And the only thing that I know that helps me tremendously is to pick up my rosaries because I can say them automatically and I have this sense of calmness come over me. Because that's my tradition. I was raised a Catholic, and that's what we used to do, is say the rosary a lot. But today I was saying the rosary, and I stopped at the Annunciation. It's so interesting that you say that. And had similar thought, and not similar thoughts, but I just stopped. And also, if there's certain people in my life right, right now, my brother-in-law is very sick, and also somebody else is very sick. And so oftentimes I'll just say the rosary and dedicate the rosaries for those people who I know I'm praying for. And so it brings a lot of comfort and, and connection. I know that, that my prayers are being heard. I'm not sure how. When I'm, <laughs> I'm still exploring that. But I know that they're being heard, and I know that they're making a difference. Yeah, so, yeah. That's one tool for me. The rosary is something that I can say. And also, it's on YouTube. 
so if I'm really tired, I just turn on YouTube and listen to the rosary of the day, and I it, it guides me through, and it's a nice. I feel not so alone too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we can you use that technology. To, yeah. It's interesting yeah. how we can use that busy technology yeah. to support our, right. our deep heart soul development. Yeah. That's great. And I found the Psalms, the Psalms, I found the book of the Psalms just so helpful. Sometimes before I go to bed, I just open up the book of Psalms and just find, just open up the one. It's so comforting. It's just so wonderful. There's so many tools, so many tools for us Mm -hmm. that, yeah, it's wonderful. I was just reminded something I was reading. I remembered the practice you know that Ron used to talk of not Namasmarana, just call, mm. just repetitively the names of God, mm-hmm. and and letting that just infuse you, and take and it takes over, mm-hmm. and that you can go from fear and worry, anger to just that neutral space that you were yes. talking about earlier. I think that that the rosary is one way to do that too. And then yeah. the other one oh, yeah. is the Mula Mantra is also the other one that I just love, you know. And I can start singing that like when I'm driving in a car or yeah. anywhere. Yeah. You know? So it, it does, you're right, it does have that calming, expansive feeling to it when we, it's a mantra, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the rosary. Yeah. That's I, great. I again, you know, looking, looking for leverage. Yeah. When we mm-hmm. when when we when we start to drive that big bus and just yeah. you know like what's exactly. gonna what's gonna help me get in the back of the bus yeah just, yeah, just start a chant say a prayer yeah. you know call it the names it's it's great I was reminded of a video I saw and probably other people have seen this Miss our our dear beloved Mister Rogers you know. <laughs> So I, I, I mean, really, he's got so much wisdom. He just happened to yeah. aim it at little kids. But he's talking about this song he wrote for little kids. What do you do with the mad that you feel? And he mm-hmm. describes the kids, you know, you get so angry. You want to lash mm-hmm. out. And, and he reminds kids and all adults who are smart enough to listen to him that they can allow those feelings you know, like you were saying, awareness. Yeah. He's just got such a simple way of saying it. You can let those feelings go by and you can step back from them and choose to act another way. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how really good that feels to remember that way of knowing yourself as the one who can choose. Right. And, you know, he makes it so simple, but he's really talking about, I think, what we're talking about with spiritual freedom. Mm-hmm. I had an experience the other day um, trying to increase my endurance physically. So I was going out for a walk. And it's, of course, always easier to walk with somebody else, but I didn't have anybody else. And so I went out for a walk, and I wanted to increase my, instead of just two blocks, four blocks, and, you know, increasing and I was getting a little tired, and I was thinking, oh, I'm by myself. Why don't I have that? And so then I just started chanting to my God. Ah. You know, and I just said, I am full of resilience. I am full of strength. And just making it up. I mean, seriously. Yeah. But it was, like a, it was like a mantra. And I got through the whole thing, and I came home, and I wasn't exhausted. But it was that changing the mindset. Yeah. Like, I yeah. got to see. 
I'm strong. I can take the next step. And I call in my divine. I said, will you walk with me? Please come, come walk with me. And it was, I was laughing by the time I got back. And it was wonderful. It was just really wonderful to have that companionship. And I accomplished four blocks, which I had not done. So I think I, I love that. Yeah, that we can do. Such a great, like just a, an example of something really simple, but the, what a yeah. huge shift that was huge yeah it was it was and i and in and gratitude i think that's the other thing how important gratitude is being thankful for everything just everything very important yeah absolutely and i think the common thread through the different experiences you know when i've looked at my own what times when i've experienced freedom i think one of the things that's at the core there is just being true to ourselves, and it can be big and profound, or it can be small. Like, I want to chant now. You know, I am walking down the street, but I want to chant. That Just that acting on what's in our hearts, being true to ourselves, that's, that's them living freely. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of a couple of different times in my life. You know, one was I was like a really little infant. I was four months old just my mother and me, I was hungry. Actually, I guess it would be more accurate to say this this little organism was there and there was hunger, <laughs> me being this little organism. So my mother was nursing me. I remember this so clearly. Mm-hmm. And the entire universe for me was taking food into my body. That's, that's all there was. And I did mm-hmm. it and it was really great. And I looked back at it now at that moment when now that I'm this socialized adult I'm amazed at how free that little organism was I was greedy and 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 there was nothing but just taking what I wanted Mm. and that kind of taking you know is appropriate for an infant wouldn't be now quite like that but there's (laughs) some joy, joy for me in remembering how free I was you know, how yeah. I, there was no questioning, and I, I certainly wasn't trying to be polite. Just kind of taking what I want, and I, I wonder, because we all know, I think people who are here on this call know that taking what we want, taking what we need, ha- receiving what we want and need means our prayer time, means it, it means our relationship with God, you know, and with all of our guides and all of the divine help that we have and yet i notice sometimes in myself i mean i have pretty good active prayer practice but every once in a while it's like oh god i got so much to do today maybe i should cut it short mm-hmm. and and so i remind myself to be as greedy about my time in prayer mm. as that little that little organism was to get her food mm. that's a great analogy a great image. Yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't have survived had I not taken that. And I'm, I'm, it's, it's, um, you know, again, it's that same, just permission to yeah. take what we need because the divine connection is always available to us. Well, I'm always driven by your description of, the, of nursing and infancy. There's just such a simplicity, right? There's not, there's not much to it. It's very, simple mm-hmm. and yeah. 
And when I was reflecting on my earliest experiences of freedom in my life as a child, for me, it was always being in the mountains, camping with my family and just being out away from everything that was constructed and rigid and expectations, right? And there was just this freedom in being in that simplicity of connection to the earth, connection to the wind and the stars under the sky and that there was no agenda. And as I got older, as a teenager, when I started backpacking, that for me, even though I had turned away from the church by that point that I was raised in, I turned away from the Catholic church and I had no spiritual practice. The first time I went backpacking with friends out in places that you can only access on foot for days and days out with no contact with the outside world, just in in deep, in deep in nature where there's nothing else, I will tell you, was the most holy experience mm. I'd ever felt at that point in my life. And I felt, I had never felt closer to God than I did in that. And it subsequently, it, I did lots more backpacking because I wanted more of that experience. I didn't, you know, I just knew that it was an incredible access point for me, not only being mm. in nature, but just being able to exist out there with very little and to be absolutely present in the moment. There just isn't anything else. It's just profound. So Yeah, I kinda of I don't remember back to infancy, but I, I do remember that's, childhood. Yeah, but that sounds like that was your church, Megan. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that, absolutely. I, I kind of, yeah. And it still is. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I I was just going to add, I kind of had the antithesis for me because as a child, I just was very adult. I had to do a lot of things, take care of things in the house and that. But I just was, as you were reflecting, that it was giving up not being responsible that actually gave me a lot of freedom. It has given me a lot of freedom. That I have to be accountable for anybody but myself now. And it was, I, I just had this aha while we, I was listening to the two of you that that has really been a huge door that's opened for me, where behind that door is like, oh, now what do I do? But it's really <laughs> that freedom to explore. I don't have to be accountable unless I say I'm going to be accountable. But it gave me a lot of freedom to. Yeah. I, I sense that as you described it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that big spaciousness, yeah. Yeah. I had a little quote from Avis that I wanted to share just really quick. So I think it's, okay. He says, we have not come into this exquisite world to hold ourselves hostage from love. We have not come here to take prisoners, but to surrender ever more deeply to freedom and joy. <laughs> Beautiful. I know. Yeah. I just loved it. I just want to share Thank it. Thank you. That just really hit my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. As we're coming to the end of our time, I'd like to take a minute to do together for all of us a a kind of just a simple guided exercise. Mm -hmm. Because we've done a lot of talking, MK and Megan and I, tonight about freedom and what gets in the way and about accessing it and about opening up more of it. And we all know 
that we want it, and we all know that we can lose sight of it at times, of our spiritual freedom. So I just invite you now to get everyone to kind of get quiet, maybe put your hands on your heart if you're guided, and just allow yourself to be aware of a time in your life when you felt really free. It may be recent, maybe long ago. Just let the experience that God wants you to recall now show itself to you. And slip back into that moment. Let yourself remember the, the, what you were experiencing. If there were body sensations, thoughts, emotions. Are there other people around you? Are you aware of them, or were they not as important at that moment as your own inner state? Just remember that inner state that you had when you felt really free. And see a golden light surrounding that experience. Let it glow. Let that glowing light move along the line of your life from that moment until right now. And as you arrive at this moment, let yourself feel and know that that spiritual freedom is absolutely yours. It's absolutely with you. It's you. You can even let the light move forward in time as a beacon for your future self. See the path of freedom extend in front of you. Express your gratitude to God for the light of freedom that illuminates your path. See if there's an intention that you want to declare now to yourself going forward with your freedom. All of your guides know your intention the minute that you are aware of it. And they will support you in remembering and holding that awareness and living into it of yourself as free. So feel free now to stay in that connected space. As, I, as we conclude our time here with prayers and blessings for all of you. So Mary Kay, I'm going to ask you to start, followed by Megan, and then I'll wind up. And thanks so much to both of you for being here. Mm. Thank you for the two of you. Thank you. And all who are on the call. Divine Father our Blessed Mother, Holy Spirit, the clouds of witnesses that hold and protect and pour their graces over us in celebrating us. I want to thank you with deep gratitude and share my gratefulness for this time together to be able to speak our truth, grateful to be able to have glimpses of what freedom could be and may mean to me now and in the future and to all of us. Gratitude for the blessings that have come and will come out of our time together. Grateful for those participating with us through this, their gracious listening and silent support. Grateful for this day that we have the ability to feel our sadness full of joy, whatever may be in our hearts that we have time to pause, to explore choices, then decide what action is pointing us towards freedom. Grateful for the guidance, the words, 
the ideas that were poured forth this evening. Grateful to be held in the arms of the Divine Father, Blessed Mother, and the Holy Spirit, the cloud of witnesses that dower their graces on all of us celebrating life, and those of us especially on this call and those who listen to this call. We are so ever grateful and thankful for all the blessings. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, be with us now. Holy Mother, Holy Father, God, Creator, thank you for moving in and through each and every one of us on this call and all those who will tune in later. Hold us in your loving embrace and shower us with your light and your love. Clear away any illusions that keep us in the dark or that keep us from experiencing spiritual freedom. Help us remember that freedom is not a destination. It is a state of mind. It is a state of being. And it's accessible to every one of us at any time. Wash us clean with a steady shower of your love and light and keep us safe from fear. Keep us safe and steer us clear from the barriers to spiritual freedom. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Megan and MK. And thank you to everyone who's been with us on the call tonight. Thank you for your open hearts. There are hearts that are being touched right now as we've been together and as we're praying together. Each person's vision of freedom, each person's expression of the freedom to be themselves as a Christed being is unique and it may fit pictures that you've had it may not it may be something altogether different from what you at any point in your life thought your spiritual freedom would be but right now there are hearts being touched in a way that they haven't been ever or for a very long time with the knowing in their hearts the knowing that safety that sense that yes God is with me. God is for me. I am free. There is nothing that can harm me, nothing that can hurt me, except my not living my truth. And we pray for each of you. We pray for the world that we all live the truth that's in our hearts. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless, bless you all so very much. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for our, the opportunity that we've each had to explore this topic together and, and, and for ourselves. Bless you all.